Like a sit, see me rolling too fuck, I'ma get it on my own. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. See shell, had to get it myself. At the house since a young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest I don't need you, all you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas sign it. Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Bob, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my day. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined in studio by special guest Cousin John. Cousin John, uh, back again. I was going to say, uh, again, I owned up to it last time, but I mispronounced your name, uh, last name, and, I've, and I know I offended you, so I just want to apologize to your face now for saying that. Thank you. Cousin it's really, John. It's, it's really not that big of a deal. El Marini. El Marini. Hey. <laughs> it was one of those things where you just got to say it fast. <laughs> just, He's yeah. really good. Uh, yeah. yeah, so no flan tonight. He has decided to big time uh. us. Uh, he sent in his, <laughs> son of, yeah. He sent in his picks though for Lytle's locks later, so that's good. There's a there's a consolation there. Um, all right, so we have a. I know. I, again, I say this all the time, but we it's have, true. It's a stacked it's, show it's a, tonight. It's not packed. It's stacked. It's stacked. It's stacked. Uh, lots of winners and losers. Uh, the college football playoff rankings. Those have been updated, although it, they've been updated technically. Yeah. Asterisk. Yeah. That one. Uh, spoiler alert. And then we got Lytle's locks. And then, of course, everybody cares deeply about my power rankings. So I'll be dropping those for you. Yes. And then we wrap it up with pop culture update. And, uh, and, and then we're done. Okay? Perfect. So be beautiful. let's get started. Word of the day. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day is very relevant given the holiday spirit that we are, or, or the holiday itself that we are going to be uh, enjoying tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Today's word of the day is cornucopia. Cornucopia. C-O-R. And actually, can you spell cornucopia? No. Okay. C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A. Cornucopia. A noun meaning an abundant or overflowing supply. Nice. We have a cornucopia of content for you on this pre-Thanksgiving episode we of do. the Cohort Sports Report. Nice. All right, so let's get on to winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. First up on the winners, losers list, uh, I originally had this written down as a winner, and then as the day unfolded, we got some more information, insider information, uh, about the situation. So we will start out with this. Our first winner is Michael Jordan. And why is Michael Jordan our first winner? Because MJ was helping out Hurricane Florence victims. 
Did you see about in the see that in the news? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so that's good. But uh, that that happened. It happened with MJ. First loser is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Why? For a false facade. So Aaron Rodgers' heart might be in the right spot right here with this whole retweet for good or whatever that campaign that he was doing on Twitter today. Did you see that? Did you see that making the news? No, no. you didn't see that at all. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers <laughs> put out a video saying, please take a minute to watch this. If you can, take a few seconds to retweet this using the hashtag, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, so he goes on, he makes a video. All the proceeds, and he's donating a million dollars to the NorCal, uh, to the wildfires up in uh, around Paradise, Paradise in Butte, yeah. Butte County, um, because that's you know obviously he went to school up there. But where the false facade comes in is his brother Jordan Rogers hops on the Twitter machine, sees one of these videos, actually his exact Aaron Rodgers' exact Twitter account that tweeted out the video, and says in all caps, "Please donate, spread awareness, and send love." Then the tweet continues, but when you but when your own mom is home alone during the fires, car packed, ready to evacuate, and you miss the fundamental first step of compassion, calling your parents to make sure they are safe, dot, 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 everything else just feels like an act. So his brother called him out? Yes. Damn. Aaron Rodgers needs some ice for that burn, although that might not be appropriate given the circumstances with what he is donating to. Uh, Jordan Rodgers just taking his brother and throwing him... Under the bus. That's funny. You want you want to talk about a crazy family dynamic there? Ooh, I mean, things haven't been too too easy there on uh, on whatever street you want to call it, you know. Yeah. But um, it, I mean, Jordan's been on the Bachelor er, or Bachelorette, and ever since, or maybe he was on the Bachelor. I don't remember which one because I don't really pay attention to that garbage. But I know that's where he divulged that he did not have a strong relationship with Aaron, and Aaron's relationship with his family was very weak itself. Well, guess what? Maybe he should thank Aaron. Why? Because he got on a show because he was Aaron Rodgers' brother. I do think there is a some degree to that, uh, but at the same time, like, man, this is this is really sad. Hey. If you're if you're Aaron Rodgers though, and it, you're and it's like you're showing how disconnected you are with your family. That that like just shows there's no there's there's not a lot of love there. You don't throw your own brother under the bus like that. Maybe you do that in private. But shame on Aaron Rodgers because. I'm a mama's boy. You better be calling mom. Oh, I know. I'll tell you right now, as someone who has cried to mom on multiple occasions, one just last week, uh, that you always take care of your... No, you can laugh. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you always take care of your mom. Um, so, yeah, I could tell you that right now. That's that's a bad look Damn. for for Senor that's Rogers. Crazy. Just another reason why Drew Brees is so much better. Uh, but, no... <laughs> Uh, yeah. You, yeah, you don't disagree with that, huh? It's Mateo that I've been having those disagreements with. He's been standing up for Aaron Rodgers, and I'm just like, this is your MVP, huh? It's like, come on, dude. You can't really. There's not much that separates them as elite, elite Hall of Fame, you know? Mm. I mean, I could argue statistically but there's differences. I, but. I absolutely love what Drew Brees is doing right now and what he's been doing. And I think he's almost like a fine wine where you appreciate him more over time. Gets that, better with age. I think so. I, that's, I'm, I'm all. Aaron Rodgers just gets hurt. I'm kind of pulling for the Saints because I'm I'm digging Drew Brees and yeah. All right, well, we got a little off topic there, but yes. That's so okay. no, I know. That's what it normally happens when cousin John's on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's a family mouth. thing, man. It's like you know. Can just I just say something? What? I burned my tongue eating that soup. Oh, yeah, okay. So just I had it, chicken noodle. I was gonna say soup before the podcast to make sure that we had a nice full tummy and we weren't gonna be upset. You yeah, know, like the I, Snickers commercial. And I burned my tongue. Oh, okay. We're and powering through. And, and I have cold beer and it's not it, helping. Nah, because it's just it's like 
highlighting Darn the, it. that you burned your tongue. I'm on the losers list for <laughs> a burnt tongue. Burnt tongue. All right, so John and Aaron Rodgers for burns losers, that are yeah. just going to be just un you can't recover from them. <laughs> All right, uh next up on the winners list, Adrian Beltre retired and Adrian Beltre, I'm going to say for sure Hall of Famer, hot takes if that's I mean I, I think that's think universal. Now last year don't judge him by last year please because he only batted 273 with uh 273 433 plate appearances though. that's better than anyone on the giants <laughs> with 15 home runs 65 rbis and one stolen base so what, <laughs> that's incredible so numbers. what you're telling me is that adrian beltre was getting up there and he was just knocking singles all throughout his swan song or the the last year dude 273 for nothing to shake a stick at no but his career average 286 finishes with 477 home runs, 1,707 RBIs, and 121 stolen bases. Over 3,000 hits, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 3,166. Yeah. So Adrian Beltre for sure in the Hall of Fame. I would say so. Uh, where was Adrian Beltre from, fun fact? Where do you think? You can guess somewhere in the Latin America. New York City. Uh, no. Okay, it's from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, but I liked where you were going there. Yeah. Very. Safe. I knew it was Dominican Republic. I oh, was you did? Funny. You just wanted to be... You could have said Puerto Rico too, because there's uh, there's a larger cl- collection in, in of in New York of Puerto Ricans. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, moving on. Next up on the winners list, Noah Syndergaard. They call him Thor. Thor. And apparently he's on the winners list because apparently his time in in New York could be up, at least on the Mets, which is huge for anybody because that's just <laughs> get <laughs> me know, out of there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Noah Syndergaard. There's apparently uh, about. Six teams or so that are uh, seriously considering a trade with him. Let's see where. I Is saw he it coming r- off injury? I saw it earlier today. Injuries? Yeah, he was suffering. He also had a blister last year that was uh, affecting his his throwing. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was not good. I All wonder right. if the market will be high on him. I probably th- someone will probably give up a top prospect. Oh, easy. Because he's got the stuff. Let's see. Mets looking at Patrick Corbin more if Ace dealt. Mm, this is looking like the one that I was that I was clicking on. Are earlier. you trying to find the teams that are reportedly? Yes, I was trying to find. Yes, yeah, this is terrible radio. I was trying to find uh, the article that I had seen earlier about where he would be, where he'd be possibly traded to, and I could have swore that they said. Uh, and nope, they're being vague. It just says half dozen teams have expressed legitimate interest in Syndergaard, whom the Mets are considering moving, despite having him under contract until 2021. He went 13 and four this past year with a 3.03 ERA. Damn. Yeah, and uh, he yeah. Limited so he'll to definitely seven. command some high prospects. Oh, for sure. So maybe maybe a team that was playoffs but couldn't get over the hump or almost to the playoffs. Will take Dude's only 26 years old, so I yeah. think there's a lot that you could. There's there's definitely some promise there. Well, there was a no teams were listed in that article, so I'm I'm sorry for that tease. That was just all for nothing. Next up on the winners list, the New York Yankees have made some noise. The Yankees have traded for um, what's Paxton's first name over in, or he was it's in Seattle. Jamie, is it? No, James Paxton. James there you go. James. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this article says Yankees James Paxton trade robbery just start of potential monster offseason. So I want to the Yankees. Apparently, yeah. Red Sox won, so the Yankees are going all in. Oh, all in, because that's just how it goes in New York. They should get Bryce Harper. I know they're not going to, but I've been saying it for so long. Put Bryce out there with Giancarlo and Aaron Judge. Harper could play center field in that little toy ballpark. Easily. Easily, without a doubt. Okay, well, this is just this is not starting off good because all the articles that I had flagged for you know to, to read for I later to bring up here. 
They 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 not have the information. I didn't see who they gave up, but they got a they got a solid arm. So why not? Yeah, I, I mean Severino's their ace, but they definitely need better pitching. I mean Tanaka's injury prone always, but he's got the stuff. CC Sabathia is old as dirt, but he's still decent. Which he said it's his last year. Did you see that? Here we go. What? No, sorry, I was reading. What? Okay. I was so. just talking about the pitchers on the staff of <laughs> the Yankees, saying how Tanaka is uh, pretty good when he's healthy. Yep. Um, CC Sabathia. Uh, old. He announced it was going to be his last year. This I, this year coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. All but right. He so pitched, he pitched pretty damn good last year. No, he year. did. I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, Paxton's 30 years old, so this is this is one of those Yankees we like need to do it in the next win now. Years, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and what they're doing is they acquired James Paxton. They sent off pitchers Justice Sheffield, uh, spells it J U S T U S. Can't trust him. And then Eric Swanson, Eric with a K again. Can't trust. Can't him. trust him either. And uh, as well as outfielder Dom Thompson Williams. So that's a that's quite a name. That sounds like he could be a promoter or like a fighter. Dom Thompson Williams. So he got a probably third guy in the rotation for a bunch of no names. Why not? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, pretty good when healthy. He's got a 3.76 ERA, and his career high over. Oh no, he pitched 160 innings in 2018. So that's a career high, a career high for him. Oh, fuck. Well, when now, when now, that's a little concerning. I'm sure the Yankees know exactly what they're doing, right? Maybe. I don't know. I I can't promise. Maybe it's a panic move after Boston took the championship. I think, well, as you alluded to at the very start, yes, I do think it's a, it's a panic move because the Red Sox won the World Series and now the oh, Yankees... Oh, sorry for to making a comment. There. No, no, no. I'm not saying that <laughs> to be me. I'm just saying like... Uh, you should have seen the look Jeff gave me. Oh, like okay. Well, uh, well, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean for it to come across like that, but I'm saying, yes, of course it is because you look at... There's certain uh, franchises that... And you saw it with the Rockets for a short while there with the, with the Warriors. Like, ooh, they made a move. We need to one-up them in this chess piece. And uh, I feel like the Cowboys are one of those that always look around the division, and they're like, whoever in our division makes a move, we need to one-up it. You yeah. know, Jerry Jones is sitting there yeah. drinking Johnny Walker Blue, scheming on the yeah. next <laughs> yeah, next move. And then uh, you got the Yankees with the Red Sox. You could say, uh, arguably, I don't know, Celtics, Lakers, is that too much? No, we'll stick with my Warriors, Rockets. Yeah. Damn, I was just hypnotized by Steph's chain. Steph's wearing a really nice chain Tonight? with a blazer and a black V-neck. It looked sharp. Put him in GQ. Put him in GQ. All right. Now for the losers list. Well, we have one left on the winners list, but I want to save it. Uh, so first up on the losers list uh, is second up. We had Aaron. Oh Rogers. yeah, that's right. And John. So second, second. <laughs> My two, burnt yeah, tongue. Two A. My bad. Uh, KD says that he's going to hold no grudge with the Warriors going into free agency, which now brings up the question: uh, the Dubs chemistry. What? What is that? What what do you make of it? Because I'm I, looking at it right now as like KD is essentially telling us, yeah, I'm going to go test the waters after this year, which I've been telling people to expect. Yeah, and nobody can really hold a grudge against him. And here, here's the thing. I think chemistry, things aren't going right right now because Steph Curry's not on the court and Draymond Green's not on the court, and those are your two primary ball handlers. So on-court chemistry is, of course, going to be a little rocky. And as we know about Steve Kerr, is he kind of plays around with lineups for the first half mm-hmm, of the year, mm-hmm. and you know they're tw- they're twelve and six, they're gonna be fine. I mean, and someone I saw something where like they were like, oh, Shaq and Kobe didn't like each other, and look what they did, and you know maybe 
maybe they're a little pissy at each other, but the talent's still going to be there, and I have a pretty good feeling that when it comes to crunch time, they're going to be contenders, of course, if not the favorites again. And uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not concerned. I'm not either because the season is so uh, so new. It's so fresh. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what you're saying is I nailed it there, Jeff. And <laughs> I ag- I agree. Sorry again, yeah. getting distracted no, no, because of the computer. But it's no, fine. I can just run this because, solo because, if you because want. Because there. <laughs> no, no, I agree because there is no ball handler on the floor. Like right now, we're just. It's a very long season, so they need to nitpick whatever they can, especially when you're looking at it and the way the West is shaping up. The Rockets were supposed to be coming for the dubs again, and the Rockets have completely fallen off. Yeah, but they've gotten hot since dumping Carmelo. Yes, which is probably their best move they could have done. That guy's a cancer. He's a ball hog. He can't play defense. He doesn't do shit but do a fadeaway jumper, and it's not even that nice. He needs to bring the braids back. I'm a huge bra- mellow braids guy. Like that's back when I was buying his jerseys and back his when shoes. He could his carry a nuggets. team, but yeah. he can't do that. No, anymore. he can't. Yeah, his the the NBA has out evolved his or has evolved from his style of game, and it could it could accentuate a bench perfectly. But because he's got so much pride, oh. he can't play <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> hey, come P, off the bench. Yeah. P, they want me to come off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well now, Stupid. well now you're on the bench at home. You yeah. back of town. <laughs> Um, so unfortunately for, for, but yeah, I'm not too mellow. I'm not too concerned about the Warriors. Where do you think he goes next? You think somebody's going to, you know, what's funny is every, all of his friends are caping for him. Everybody that's played with him on team USA saying, Hey, uh, you know, mellow just needs the right fit. Just needs the right fit. Everybody just needs the right fit. You know? Like, you might as well do the Vince Carter road at this point and just, just go tour- play for a shit team and go get your minutes. Whichever you team. Score, yeah. I mean, if you truly want to hoop, which is funny because I remember this, you could you could have point you could point to it directly in Melo's career, right? I like how we've completely diverted the attention away from the Dubs, um, but you could pinpoint in Melo's career. Well, we are talking about the losers list. Here, I know it's gonna say perfect. Um, you can pinpoint when he signs with the Knicks, and it just he he took all that money, left no room for them to do anything with the roster. He was expected to carry the Knicks. That was probably the downfall of Melo where it's just like he's not buying into Phil Jackson and the triangle offense and his game is just slowly starting to fade you know it's you could definitely be one of those guys and who gets older like a Richard Jefferson who just goes out there I mean it's never been his MO to play defense but Melo could rebound and get the occasional shot out there you know or he needs to find the team maybe in my opinion where he's that that bench score that spark plug kind of like a but he doesn't want to come off the bench well, he needs to. Sh- well, I know that's right. He, Tuck tinsel. I mean, he honestly doesn't have anything to prove. He's a Hall of Fame basketball player. He's got, I think, four gold medals. He's got a national championship. He is Melo a Hall of Fame basketball player? Of course he is. Yeah. Because basketball, it's not NBA only. Yeah. It's the basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. And he's the most decorated Olympian, and um, he's playing with a bunch of and other he stars. He has a national championship. It, that was the last time he did something like completely relevant where you're just like, all right, Mello. I mean, he's really, uh, it's just, like you're saying, it was kind of just, his game's not relevant anymore. And if he wants to win a ring, maybe he doesn't care about winning a ring, but if he wants to win a ring, he needs to find a good team where he can come off and be that spark plug and, you know, drop 10 points in, you know, 15 minutes or something. Not welcome in Oakland. Either not no, welcome not, in Oakland. They, they won't even sniff him. Yeah. And if he wants to go play serious minutes and be the scoring guy, then go play for fucking Orlando or something. Oh, uh, no. You know what? The only place I think Melo could actually 
do do more harm. I mean, do more good than harm at this rate would be the Washington Wizards because oh, the God. Wizards are a train wreck. We've completely forgotten about the fact that Dwight Howard is on the Washington Wizards yeah, now, and th- he is not the reason for their implosion. And what I've been hearing a lot is people drawing comparisons for this Wizards team to the Wizards team that had Gilbert Arenas back on it, oh, the same team that Gilbert Arenas showed up to practice with a gun. with guns in a briefcase. And I forget which teammate it was, but looked at his teammate and said, you pick one, and when you get mad, shoot at me, but I'm going to be shooting back. And it was just, he threatened <laughs> a shootout in the locker room. And, uh, oh, by the way, the same GM that was in charge of that team is still in charge of the Wizards now. Wizards haven't won more than 50 games ever. Why is that GM? Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. I you feel can, like they had you a pretty che- good you team can stat a couple check years that. ago. You can stat check that. They've never been over 50 wins in a regular season. You can, you can double check. I want you to go to basketballreference.com. No, I don't need to go to whatever website you tell me. Why don't we move on to the next loser if there is one? Okay. Uh, well, next loser, sticking on uh, the theme with basketball, Coach Cal, Cal Perry, or Cal Parry, however you want to pronounce it. Cal Parry. Yeah. Uh, he went on the record, the University of Kentucky head coach, and he said, uh, I am an overrated recruiter. And I believe this because take a look at the shift that's happening right now. Duke got like the top three prospects this past year and the top prospect in this next year's recruiting class just committed to Memphis to go play for Penny Hardaway. But Penny Hardaway was his coach in high school, so that explains why that. Penny. Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller are coaching the University of Memphis. Quickly, you were right. They yeah. went 49-33 and 33 in 2016-2017, and they had a pretty good team there. But what happened? I think they exited in the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals? I don't know. Yeah, I that's know. because you're relying on John Wall to lead your team. But uh, so, anyway, all I'm saying is that the Wizards, are, that is a toxic, toxic franchise right now. It needs a total culture shift, and they need to ship up everybody out of there. And it's they it, will too. Yeah. So and include that includes the GM too. That's been at the the helm of this uh this tragedy. Um. All right. So yeah, going back to Coach Cal, he said he's an overrated recruiter. Do you agree with him? Yes or no? No, I don't agree with him. You don't agree with Cal calling himself an overrated recruiter? No, he's not an overrated recruiter. I think like much much you know. He's a damn good recruiter. I look at Cal as like a MacBook Pro, right? So. <laughs> Like, they're pretty fucking nice. And they're nice, but it's but the thing is, is what happens? They come out with a new one every year, right? So you can take your MacBook Pro, and you can you can download the software updates, and have it try and keep up with everything. Wait, he was saying he was not overrated. No, he, Calipari's calling himself an overrated recruiter. How could he say that? Because you look at the facts right here: the Duke freshman class that's going around and just absolutely whooping everybody's tail. Although they lost to Gonzaga in the Mount Invitational, shouts out to Gonzaga. Yeah, you're competing with Mike Shashevsky though. But that's what I'm saying. They got Duke got three the top top three that's recruits in year. the in the class. Okay, but then the number one recruit in this year's class went to Memphis. So you're losing out on top recruits. And what's been Cal's calling card right now is I'm going to recruit all the top freshmen because get I'm, you into the NBA, I'm Mr. One succeed, and Done yeah. and get you into the NBA. And he's losing out on his own game now to other coaches. And that's why I'm saying he's like a MacBook Pro. You get it? It's good for that well, first two years. And then you start getting the updates and it starts gradually no, slowing down. No. And then you have to go out and get the new one. And there's new schools, new, new MacBooks out there that kids are getting attracted to. Yeah, well, I think it would be really hard to maintain getting the top five guy every single year to your program. Saban's done it at Alabama. That's a different sport. Oh, we're going to compare apples to orange? Okay, sorry. Well, I don't know, dude. I mean, look at the guys who have come through and played for 
John. Oh, Cal, Cal's got a laundry list of NBA so players. How, that so are, how could he say that he's overrated? I think he's I think he's falling victim to a little bit of recency bias. I'm not saying I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying there's evidence to suggest that of as of recently he's, he's trying, a little bit overrated. He's trying to do something. He's playing himself. He's trying to play something. He's playing the victim card. Maybe. I'm not as great as you think I am. And then he gets your kid and in the living room yeah. and he's just like, look here, fucker, you're gonna come yeah. play for me. Yeah. We're gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. You see that Rupp Arena? Your jersey's gonna be hanging up in there, and all of a sudden he puts the rings out in front of the kid. Actually, he doesn't have very many rings. Because he's like, yeah, he is looking at this Duke team. He's like, fuck, I don't got it this year. I don't got it this year. I'm hedging my bets. Yeah, I think Duke and Kentucky played already this year. Yeah, yeah, the first game of the year, and and Duke Duke won. Yeah, they they scored like a hundred. Yeah, so Cal, very smart of Cal actually, just a heady heady vet play. Um, that or he's already transitioning out of the school like Urban Meyer's doing with Ohio State. He's just, I'm going to find a new, let's go to the Pac-12. There's not a whole lot of uh, of precedent out there. Well, aside from UCLA. But he's like, oh, not a whole lot of pressure to yeah, succeed out there. Maybe. Yeah. Or just not pick a, as historic school as Kentucky. Um, all right. Last up on the winners-losers list. So the big match between Tiger and Phil, and I'm talking to a golfer. I'm going to be talking to another golfer, my uncle, at Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. We're going to talk about it. Tiger Phil is on Friday, pay-per-view. Are you buying it, yes or no? No. Are you going to try and stream it and watch it or no? You're not interested? I'll follow it. They put $100,000 down on the first hole and then... Wait, they did put their own money on the first hole? Tiger put down $100,000 and Phil went and matched $100,000. So now they're playing for $200,000 on the first hole. Yes. Yeah. And that was part of the appeal that people wanted to see was... I thought they were betting their own money when this first came out. I was like, fuck Well, they're they're playing for $9 million, but then they'll be betting their own money as they go along. That must have been really hard to agree to. Hey, you want to play me for $9 million? Want to play a one-on-one, head-to-head? That's awesome that they're putting up some of their own money, though. That makes me very excited. It's going to be four hours of unprecedented commercial-free coverage where you will literally be following these guys from the tee box to the hole, each hole, and you get to hear all the banter because they'll be mic'd up. And And because it's pay-per-view, unedited. And Phil's a good shit talker. Did you see his picture today in front of all the money? Yeah. Tiger was like just a normal like. That's because Tiger's been been around that type of money, and Phil's just like, well, you know, like, or at least I would say Tiger... Phil's been Phil's one of the richest golfers of all time. Tiger's made more money than Phil Mickelson, though. Oh shit! <laughs> it's not like it's not like Phil Mickelson's like, oh my god, nine million dollars. I've never seen that before. I'm saying Phil Mickelson's never seen nine million dollars in cash in front of him. Yes, he has. Mickelson approach. Uh, I feel like Mickelson's one of those guys who's like, you know, uh, check out, look at my look at my bank statement. You know, he like waves his little phone with his Wells Fargo app or something like that. So now that you say it, I may try to stream it. I'm not yeah. gonna pay. Pay-per-view. Oh, I'm not paying. It's only 25 bucks, but I'm still not oh, paying really? for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It's on Bleacher Report. I don't know if I want to stream it. You know, it's tough. You know, is it gonna? How am I gonna get it over my cable box? Am I gonna have to connect my computer to my TV? How much of my wires? It's Black Friday. You know, what time is this gonna be going on? Like, fuck, 25 bucks. Yeah. If I'm bored, I might. Yeah. I'd probably be playing Red Dead Redemption. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> John I, and I, no, I mean, I mean, I think it. W- I think the coolest part about tuning into something like that is just seeing them kind of being loosey-goosey and not like tournament mode where it's like serious serious well the like pga tour is extremely white collar and it's just like you see you see a little you see like tidbits of expression from guys you know and you're just like oh okay that's so awesome can we get more of that and now you're gonna get all of it because you like, know phil's gonna be talking shit oh of course the whole time and, and then tiger but, will think he's funny but but, he's not. but those yeah tiger will say some weird stuff just <laughs> hey phil you're gonna shank this and <laughs> when he does I just <laughs> i'm tiger woods uh yeah they taught me that one at stanford yeah. uh so it's just like 
you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be I think it'll be awkward at first. Some of it might be a little forced, but I guarantee you by the by the back nine, these guys will be full go they'll be in each and other's they heads. Beat each other. They'll be in each other's heads. Yeah. Granted, this is something that probably should have happened like ten years ago, but they'll still be in each other's heads. Um, I know a lot of old golf guys are not too happy about this because they want the rest of the sport to get put on. They don't want it to be the focus on these two guys. But this is where I say beggars can't be choosers because these are the two guys that have carried your sport throughout the years. For the, the years. last 20 yeah. years. So reward so them. Exactly. Re- reward them. Exactly. In a sport that respect or that is not as uh, tough on, on athletes Listen, when you get older. You tune in to watch Tiger or Phil or maybe a couple of the other guys anyway. So it's perfect. I was going to say, who are some other golfers that you could just throw in there off the top of your head that would attract this much attention if they were to go head-to-head? Like Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy. Maybe. Dustin but Johnson. No, nobody. There's nobody. To answer your question, there's no two that yeah. can rival this, and it's not even close. That could even take their spot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say it's like a UFC main or, uh, you know, a, a main event, and somebody has to withdraw. Like, you're throwing, if you throw in a Dustin Johnson or a Spieth or a McElroy, nobody's tuning in. Nobody's talking about it like they are right now. No, exactly. So, for you old golf guys that are out there that are just staunch and just, oh, this is bad for the sport, false. I think false. it's the best golfer of all time against maybe the, one of the most likable golfers of all time. Yeah. Would you say? Would you call Mickelson kind of consistent because he was never? He was very like one of the most consistent because he never he didn't win all of them, but he didn't lose all of them. He's kind of middle of the pack kind of guy, which is a fan favorite. He's no, like, he's not middle of the pack. Middle, he's, Mickelson he's elite. Kind of, Mickelson reminds me of like he's like golf's version of Peyton Manning, right? Like he's won a couple times, but <laughs> so he's fucking one of the greatest. Well, ever, well, so, okay. Yeah. All I'm saying is that he'll he'll never be the number one guy because you're gonna look at somebody like Tom Brady. You're saying. No, okay. You're saying so, that Peyton Manning was never the number one quarterback in football? There may have been times, but I'm saying of all time, when you look back, you're going to look at this and just be like, mm, I'm saying, would Tiger's going to make it on golf, like, top. Once f- again, you're comparing, it's like the Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I'm reaching thing. too much? You're just comparing, you're comparing, like, two really good things against each other. Okay, well, why can't we compare two really? Th- it's, it's too easy to compare a good thing and a bad thing. we got to compare two good things. That's what I'm saying. I'll give this about 30 more seconds. Let's just ride with me here, all right? So Peyton Manning, very elite. I'm not going to lie. But he's not the type of winner that Peyton Manning was – I mean, that uh, Tom Brady was. And Tom Brady had his had his number in the playoffs multiple years, right? So that's what I'm saying. Tiger had always won more than Phil, and Phil was kind of like the second guy, whereas like – Yeah, but the second guy still – Oh, of course. I'd Amazing. rather be. I'd rather be the second guy than no guy at all. But I'm saying Phil Mickelson, as history will remember him, is he more of like a you know where we're looking at this like oh Tiger's back and he's playing against Phil. It's like Tiger Tiger's the one that's kind of making this card right. He's the oh, A well, side of the card. Tiger is what I'm getting at, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It took a long way to get there, but I finally got there. <laughs> I pulled it out of my ass real fast. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for winners and losers. Uh, but yeah, John, John, and I will be watching. It's just a matter of if we're actually going to fork over our dollars. It's just are we going to stream? I'll at least follow it on the internet. Or you know, something a bunch of old old timey guys are going to be going to try and stream this on the internet. They don't want to pay the thirty dollars, and that's going to be huge for antivirus softwares that get sold on your computer just from those Shit. hacking websites. Fuck. Where they're just like, oh hey, do you want to buy this to watch the video? Or, what you know? if the casino would have it on? Oh, for sure. You just have to call. Although I will say, Santa Rosa area, your bars. Very disappointing. I've called multiple times to try and see if UFC fights were going to be on, if certain games were going to be on, and I've been very disappointed because they have not been showing so them. So maybe that's the new. Th- maybe we got to get somewhere in Santa Rosa where we're just opening up, 
pay-per-view. We got all the top yeah. things. If, there's, if you have to pay for it and you don't want to do it at home, come to the bar, pay it just a tiny, small cover fee, like oh, maybe like a dollar, two dollars, and then we'll put it up on the... We'll like put it up five on the, bucks. I'm saying you get enough people to come in, though, and then that pays for itself. And then yeah, and then you're then you're selling drinks. You're right, oh, you're right. Yeah, Everybody, hey, $5, $5, you come in, you enjoy this UFC fight. Uh, I'll, if you come for the UFC fight, I'll discount your drinks like 20% off or something like that. Well, you know? okay, I'm not going into business with Jeff. Right. He's giving away too much money. No way. I'm just trying to get people in the door. And then once they get drunk, that's here. when you pepper them with food. Yeah. Just, hey, here, here, have these frickles. Like, yeah, they're 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. but I know you're fucking hungry. Yeah, so. delicious. And you've saved so much money getting in the door. All right, so now uh, that'll do it for winners and losers. It is now time for the college football playoff picture. The college football playoff picture. John, I don't know if you were paying attention, but the college football playoff rankings got released again, the most up-to-date version. I did not see it. I always just wait till I come on here because I love the suspense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, sarcasm aside, uh, Alabama is still at number one <coughs> at 11-0. Clemson still at number two at 11-0. <coughs> Notre Dame still at three at 11-0. Michigan. They're 11-0 too? Yes. Damn. So you have three undefeated teams. Michigan at four, 10-1. Georgia at five at 10-1. Oklahoma ten and one at number six. LSU is seven at nine and two. Washington State ten and one. UCF nine ten and zero. And then ten is Ohio State at ten and one. So here's what the College Football Committee is telling you. Well, actually, what are you what are you getting from this? Because I'll tell you what I think after you tell me. It sounds like a lot of p- teams could still make the playoff. It sounds like it, but and that's from that's from a, the naked eye, right? But as you examine this list, I want you to take a look. Okay. Right? You have three SEC teams in the top in the top seven. Alabama at one, Georgia at five, LSU at seven. LSU is not playing either one of these teams, Georgia or Alabama. LSU is not going to crack the top four. That's what I'm saying. So LSU is your cutoff point. If you are Washington State, UCF, or Ohio State, thank you for playing, but you are done. You even are, if you win you out are, and even one if of you these juggernauts go down? Even if you win out, they will still find a way because the college football playoff has hedged their bet, right? They're saying LSU's defense is better than any offense that we will see from Washington State, UCF, or Ohio State, even though LSU's de- offense was a net versus Alabama. So Alabama plays they Georgia. They shut out, didn't they? Shut out, 28 nothing. Wow. Or 29 nothing, something like that. Uh, Alabama and Georgia play each other in the SEC championship game. So there you go. That eliminates one of them. So that frees up. Now you've got uh, the winner of that game, Michigan, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Four spot or four teams fighting for three spots. Michigan wins out, they're in. They've already they've established that. You be a Big Ten champion, you beat Ohio State. That's another top ten school. Boom, you're in. You're in the playoff. Uh, Michigan would have to lose. Notre Dame would have to lose. The on, that's that's it. Oklahoma plays West Virginia this week, and then they'd have to play West Virginia again the week after for the Big Twelve championship game because they don't have divisions. They're gotcha. just having one and two play each other. So these the the top four seeds control their own destiny. You win out and you're in. That is the playoff picture sealed yeah, up. Yeah. It is five, six, and seven that are very interesting to look at. Georgia has to beat Alabama. The only way Washington State has even a inkling of trying to sneak in right now is if Georgia, if Michigan, Georgia, and, and LSU. Oklahoma. Oh well, no, Oklahoma could still make it in because if Michigan and Georgia lose. But I'm saying if Washington State, State wins. Won- 
if they want to get in, they need Oklahoma to lose as well, don't they? Yeah, well, they need Oklahoma to lose at least one more game because as we're seeing right now, two losses are not getting you in, and the two strongest one loss or the two strong three strongest one loss teams they have are Michigan, Georgia, and Oklahoma. As given four, five, six. Gotcha. So, and then you've got a one-loss Washington State team who I'd love to see make it in. I'd okay. love to see Mike Lo- Mike Leach's offense with with the mustache min- or Minshew's mustache. But it's not going to. It's happen. not going to happen unless we see a bunch of mix-up here. But that's what I'm saying. The playoff committee has hedged their bets because even if Alabama should Alabama and Georgia even lose both back-to-back games for some reason to end the season, and well, Georgia couldn't lose the SEC championship game if Alabama did. Uh, you would still get an SEC team in so the So there's in the no way Alabama's not a top-four team in the playoffs, no matter what happens. If they lose against Auburn and they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, they would be out but insert Georgia. So if Georgia wins, the winner of wins, the SEC... Wins, yeah. yeah, whoever wins the SEC championship game in the college football playoff, uh, if Alabama has two one loss, they could still make it in, and we'd have two SEC teams. But I don't see them beating out. A, I don't see them kicking out a Michigan, Notre Dame, or Clemson. Kind of sounds like everyone's fighting for that fourth spot. It really is. It's if you're undefeated, just win and you're in. And yeah. if you're the one loss, you just have to. Well, you just Clem- have to. Yeah. Clemson just, and Alabama could afford to lose one game. I don't know so much about Clemson. Alabama, yes. Alabama could lose the Iron Bowl, bounce back, beat Georgia, and still make it in the playoff as a two or three seed. If you had an undefeated Notre Dame and an undefeated Clemson. God, it sounds like some good, yeah. good teams. But what worries me is though, the way this is sketched up right now, and I was trying to tell this to Flan, is Michigan does not have the offense to compete with Alabama. Michigan, if you want if you want a good team that's going to give Alabama a test, you, you are looking for Alabama to go up against Oklahoma in the first round. Then you want Alabama to go up against Clemson. That's back-to-back schools that have very creative offensive systems that's going to yeah. drive Saban nuts. Yeah. And that's what he struggled with. It's, it's, much like the, it's, it's almost like the Patriots in a sense. You're not going to out-defense him. You just need to, and I know it sounds as obvious as all, all hell, you just need to outduel him and put up more yeah. points on the scoreboard. Yeah. You're not going to shut down Nick Saban, especially when he's got a quarterback like Tua and he's got every other position covered. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just need to irk out wins. It doesn't matter if they're field goals. Yeah. You know, statement victories are just a bonus. All right, so that is the college football playoff picture. I hope we did not muddy that up for you. It's pretty, it's pretty freaking simple. Past seven, it doesn't matter unless everybody starts to lose. Right now, there's, there are six teams vying for four spots. And the SEC championship game is going to eliminate one so of those contenders, and then w- Oklahoma, if they win out, will be the will probably be the lone team that's left out looking in. Just to clarify, the six, the back end was Oklahoma, Georgia, Oklahoma, Georgia at five, Oklahoma at six, LSU at seven. But so LSU doesn't have a chance. LSU doesn't have a chance. Now so what you're wa- saying yeah. is between Michigan. Georgia, Georgia and Oklahoma to take for that number four, four spot. Yeah, unless something crazy happens. Unless some, unless a bunch of teams start losing here in these next yeah. two weeks gotcha. and conference championship weeks. So I guess next three. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is the college football playoff. We will still bring you that update next week because there are a bunch of good games that are happening this week. As, as we are going to touch on over. in this next segment. It's Wednesday. It's time for Lytle's Locks. Put up or shut up. It's time for Lytle's Locks. It is Wednesday, and what we do on Wednesdays is we welcome in friend of the show, Billy Lytle, for Lytle's Locks. Billy, how are you doing today? Uh, getting 
getting ready for the holidays. Yep, yep. I, I feel that. I feel that. Special pre-Thanksgiving edition of the Cohort Sports Report. Um, interestingly enough, I only have one game on here uh, for the Thanksgiving slate. As, rem- as If people remember last time, John was on this segment, and he antagonized us into saying that if you finished with a better record, you would be able to pick the games. Well, went back and checked. <laughs> and uh, Billy... You and I both went three and or three and three two weeks ago, so I pushed and I was like, I'm picking games again. So we're so then last week what happened was is Billy went three and three, Flan went two and four, John went three and three, but your boy went five and one. So I'm back. Dang, in, Jeff, look at you back in the saddle. That brings our over. Yeah, you might actually have a chance now. Back in the <laughs> saddle that I never got off of. <laughs> Is it right? I've been hanging around there. Billy took the took the lead for a second there, but that brings our overall records to Billy at 34 and 27. I am sitting there right on top of him at 35, 25 and one. Flan now back sub 500 again. He's been battling teeter tottering. He's 25 and 26. And then we have John bringing up the rear at 22 and 29. It should be 30 losses because of that Oakland discrepancy. Shut up! <laughs> at this one, I just like to bring it up because it rattles your cage. So, yeah, John uh, slowly mounting the comeback. It's not too late. We have seven games this week. Oh, I could go 7 and 0 and be 30 and 29. Let's roll, baby! <laughs> uh, n- seven. You'd be 29 and 29. So well, you'd be I'm 500. at 22? Yeah, you're at 22. Oh, I thought I was at 23. Nope. <laughs> Humble yourself. All right. Uh, so, Billy, are you ready to go? Let's get after it. All right. So the I'm fr- ready too, Jeff. Our, well, I was going to ask you next. <laughs> you're going to go, let's just dive into it then. Damn it. All right. Uh, so, first up, first game, we have the number 14 Texas Longhorns are traveling to the University of Kansas where the Jayhawks are being given 14 and a half points at home. Flan, who is not present but still sent in his picks via text message, is taking Texas and giving the points to Kansas. 14 and a half points. Uh, Bill, what is your pick? Uh, 14 and a half is pretty steep on the road, but Kansas is absolute hot garbage. <laughs> and Texas has been playing pretty well. They won two in a row. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with them. Hook them hook horns. Okay, cool. Hook them as to uh, allude to that whole cheating scandal that went on with Tom Herman and his ride-or-die wife wearing that T-shirt. That was amazing. Did you see that, by the way, from uh, yeah, last weekend? Ride-or-die. John's shaking his head. So the whole thing happened, you know, where he got accused of cheating, and his wife, just so ride-or-die, got that got his response I don't the watch college football, but I make picks on him. And okay. We've pulled the curtain back on John. Um, all right. Well, John, uh, Texas or Kansas, who are you going with? The Jayhawks, baby. You're going to take Kansas? All right. That's too many damn points rock, to give. Rock. Yeah, rock, and chalk, chalk. You know what? Kansas might be garbage. They're going to make it a 14-point game. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking Kansas, A, because I think that 14-and-a-half on the road is ridiculous. I think that Tex- or Kansas can keep this at least within 13 points. And, B, shouts out to Kerr Johnson, Jr. He is from the Santa Rosa area, went to Annalee, and is now playing wide receiver for the Kansas Jayhawks. So, Anytime you want to stop by the show, Kurt. But uh, <laughs> but for this reason, uh, the the whole point spread on the road. Kansas, you know, they're turning it around. They got less miles coming in there next year. This is just a nice little dress rehearsal. Like, look what you're going to take over next year. We're ready to go. We're going to kick some ass. So I am Rock Chalk Jayhawk uh, for this game. Moving on to the next game. Number six, Oklahoma Sooners travel to the number 13, West Virginia Mountaineers, where West Virginia is being given two points at home. So plus two at home against Oklahoma. 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you guys both this. Both Flan and I cho- took Oklahoma. I believe in Kyler Murray. I don't know what Flan's what Flan's reasoning for making the pick is, but I believe in Kyler Murray and that offense is ridiculous. It's, John, go ahead. It's a must win for Oklahoma if they want their playoff chances to stay alive. We covered that in the last segment. Going to Oklahoma, two points that ain't nothing. They got this game easy. Billy Lytle. Kyler Murray's the best player in college football. Whoa. I think he definitely deserves that. Hot takes. Yeah. Tua hasn't played enough. Uh, Tua gets hurt too when he, he plays too long. So. Yeah, I think he's he hasn't played a legitimate schedule or a full enough schedule to earn that Heisman. Murray's been unstoppable. I see that a win for the Boomer sooner. And what's amazing, too, is that Kyler Murray is two inches shorter than Baker Mayfield, who is short to play that position already. I think Kyler Murray's five foot ten. Uh, he's, I think they said he's the uh, first quarterback through, like, however, ten games, uh, thrown for 300 and run for at least 60. Absolutely ridiculous. The man's super. He's a super freak. And he's already getting paid by the A's, but he's a super freak yeah. on the football field. And then for the record, I am not taking shots at people at are five foot ten or under. I'm just saying that it's short for a quarterback. That is all. All right, moving on. Next game, uh, I believe they the call world this. Needs jockeys. <laughs> okay, that was Billy, not me. So direct all your hate mail at Billy. Uh, <laughs> next matchup: the number sixteen Washington Huskies travel across state to Pullman to take on the number eight Washington State Cougars, where the Cougars are giving two and a half points at home. Uh, again, both Flynn and I picking Washington State on this game. I think it's pretty obvious. If Washington State wants any chance of sniffing the playoff, they need to win this game, and they need to do it in dominant fashion. Uh, Bill, who do you have in this game? I really like Wazoo this year. They yeah. got a big coaching advantage. Big Mike Leach fan around here. At least in the hairdo department, without a doubt. <laughs> I don't know how they lost any games this year. It certainly wasn't it his fault. A, yeah, that one must have just been a fluke. I mean, they should check the scoreboard and re-add it again or something. An act of God. I'm taking... Maybe he missed the game I haven't followed. <laughs> but that hair doesn't lose. Okay. So Bill's going Washington State. John, who are you going with? State. You're going to go State. Any Next. reason? Or did Bill just take all the words out of your mouth? Next question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> channel is in her Belichick. All right, this is a big one, and I feel like this is going to be pretty universal across the board. If there was ever a game where you literally had, I think only going up against Alabama in the national championship game, where like you would have the entire nation, aside from that state of the school that you're playing against, cheering for you. I am talking, of course, when the number four Michigan Wolverines travel to number 10 uh, Ohio State at Columbus and play in the horseshoe. I don't think anybody outside of Ohio is going to be cheering for the Buckeyes. This is a game where Jim Harbaugh has America cheering for him. We don't want Urban Meyer to win. You're looking at me funny, oh. John. What if I'm in a what if I'm a Ohio State? Then supporter? you would be the one outlier of my equation right now, of my gross overestimation. My mother in law is an Ohio native. That sucks. All right, so <laughs> Bill, I get you, to, you watch your mouth there, Jeff. Well, Bill's the, a sweet lady. Bill's the one. I'm not doubting that she's not a sweet lady. I'm just saying it sucks that she's from Ohio. Uh, but <laughs> dude, they got the Browns and the Steeler fan. It gets deep. Uh, Urban Meyer used to coach at Florida. I'm a Florida Gator fan. He's at Ohio State. I just have a lot. LeBron won his championship at Cleveland. Let's There's hear a, the spread. A lot Let's of animosity there. Business, All right, so we? Michigan. Michigan is giving four points on the road at Ohio State. Both both Flan and I have taken Michigan. I just think this is the year. This is the year that Harbaugh finally beats Urban Meyer and beats him good. I think it's going to be an, a solid beatdown. Uh, 
I already know what Billy's going to go with, but I'm going to let him talk. Go ahead. Take it away, Bill. I think Urban Meyer knows a thing or two about a solid beatdown. <laughs> no, 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 because he forgot. He does not remember. <laughs> that one oh, slips he doesn't know a thing or two about a solid <laughs> He forgot. He may have at one time, but then he forgot. <laughs> His wife forgot to tell him. That was it. Oh, my God. That well, wasn't on the grocery list. <laughs> that was good. All right. Uh, so you take a Michigan? Uh, yeah. The Ohio State's a bunch of scumbags. Um, <laughs> He sung the Michigan fight song on the podcast before us. There we go. Go blue. Michigan alum supports you as Billy jumps up to slap the banner as he runs out on the field. John, who are you? (laughs) John, who are you taking in this game? Well, what's the spread? Uh, Four points. Michigan is giving four points on the road. Michigan's gonna win in a walk-off field goal. Therefore, I'm taking Ohio State. Ohio State to cover, but Michigan still wins. Bill. Ohio State has won a lot. It's dominated the recent matchup. I want to say, like... It's going to be an instant classic. It's going to be a walk-off field goal for Michigan. Therefore, I'm taking Ohio State. (laughs) All right. Well, John being the lone outlier on that game. All right. Last college football game. I think it's an interesting matchup just because it's got trap game written all over it. The number three, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, traveled to Southern California to take on the men of Troy. The University of Southern California, uh, Cal. I mean Cal. Southern Cal is being given 11 points at home. Might as well give them 21. Notre Dame's gonna win. Okay, so Big. John taking Notre Dame right away. Okay, uh, Flan also taking Notre Dame. Bill, I'm gonna jump in here before you. I'm taking USC. And why? USC's had a very subpar season, but they still chance. There's still a chance to salvage it. I believe this is a five-win team. They are playing for bowl eligibility, uh, and their coach's job. Um, and I think this is just, again, a trap game for Notre Dame. You are this close to the playoff. You don't have a conference championship to win. You have to win this game to be in the playoff, you know? So uh, that, it, would, that would make me think that's why they're going to win. I'm saying that they, could, that, that they could sleep, though, is that this could be one where you travel out and you just – these games have been very good Maybe in the past. Maybe they only win by seven is what you're saying. That's true. I, I, I am saying this like USC is going to win. I take that back. I'm just picking SC to cover. Notre Dame's <laughs> going to win. Thank you for putting me in check there, John. Bill, what do you got? That's a solid point. I do think that SC could try to get up because that is a big rivalry game for them. And they, they got to make it, the, the uh, yeah, bowl game. Yeah, get that bowl eligibility. But uh, Notre Dame's looked real good this year, and I I don't see them slowing down. Okay, so he's going with the Irish there. All right. Little, and that pains me to do. I was going to say, a little weird there after taking your Michigan pick, but all right. But I, I, I think I hate USC just as much. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I hope for it. They both lose. <laughs> if it, the game could just end in a tie somehow. Uh, yeah. All right. That's true. Yeah. I, I want this game postponed and canceled so it doesn't even affect our records. No ties. We don't I already have the one tie on our on our records here. All right. Now we move over to the pro sector and I the, I'm gonna be completely honest here, pulling the pulling the curtain back. We went heavy on the college football games because uh, A, there's a lot of good ri- rivalry matchups and the it spread the spreads were good with the rivalry games and then all the NFL games this week, just the spreads are, are pretty bad. Like nothing that I'd want to personally take a stab at, so I picked the two best ones that I thought there were. The first one, the Miami Dolphins, the fraudulent Miami Dolphins are traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, where the Colts are favored by seven and a half points. Now, the Colts are on fire, uh, but they've been beating up on a lot of relatively, like, meh, mediocre sub-500 teams, right? 
Um, so, but and as much as I don't believe in the Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill is coming back. It's his first game back from injury. I think they're coming fresh off a bye. I think that Miami will keep this game close. Indy's still gonna win, but Miami keeps this game within a touch within a touchdown. You know, so I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Uh, Flan is taking the Colts. Bill, who are you going with? That I agree with that analysis. I think that especially with Tannehill coming back. It's a different offense. That offense could flow a little better. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit more of a conservative offense. Now, if Brock Osweiler might turn the ball over a little bit more than Tannehill. Yeah, I think they'll be able to manage the clock better with Tannehill back. And But, yeah, I do see the Colts winning the game, but like a four-point. Four-point game. Four-point done for them. I'm taking the Dolphins. You're going to take Dolphins, too. Why are you taking Miami? All the reasons you guys said. All right. I, I, I like teams coming off a of bye. And I don't think the Colts are so good where they're just going to be manhandled. So I'm saying, record-wise, the Colts are sitting pretty at 5-5, five and five, but their last win was against Tennessee, and they've also beaten up on uh, – they beat the Raiders. You know, there's no offense yeah. to you guys, but I'm just saying like – Hey, Tennessee was leading the division, I think, when they beat them. Eh, well, no, not last week. The Tennessee Texans, the came Texans off were, a were whooping leading. to the Patriots, and they got cocky, and they got smashed by, by Andrew Luck, yeah. yeah. So for Andrew those, Luck is playing great. Oh, lights Just out. Just quick, quick thing. Anyone who is concerned about his shoulder, Andrew Luck is a top-tier quarterback. Uh, a major part of it's they they finally found an offensive line. They got they got protection for him. Well, he, he's know, not he getting beat up. It. He's yeah. a great quarterback, and he's throwing to his they, best friend Jack Doyle. It's either the last three or four games he hasn't been sacked. Yes, no, I have Clint noticed that. Wilson is an animal. Who is? Hilton. Quentin oh. Nelson, the guard they drafted. There you go. If you see the videos of him looking like the water boy on a power play, he's pulling. <laughs> no. And right when they snap, he's just going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not see that. He screams the entire play and someone. It's hilarious. We'll have to look that up. Put that on the podcast. Um, all right. So yeah, be a good sound bite. <laughs> last Last game. That was a really good Bobby Boucher. He squealed, <laughs> by the way. It was, it was. You know that's not the yeah. first time he's ever done yeah. that. <laughs> that's not the first time I've done that. Are you doing it out while you're hunting, or are you just sitting in your room just practicing it? <laughs> while in the shower. Uh, Waterboy might be the first movie I saw. Oh, okay. That you can remember. Um, grew up on it. All right. Last game. Concord's my crush. No, dude. I was, I was all about uh, the Sandlot, so that's what I grew up on. Oh, what was, uh, what's yeah, her Captain name? Uh, Captain Infano shows no mercy. Wait, what's her name? Uh, uh, the, uh, Pepper Peppercorn. Uh, Wendy. Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah, that's the Sandlot. But he's talking about Captain Insano with. You with, said Sandlot. Though, I know. Right? Yeah. Okay. Thank but you. But he's uh, talking I about the scene where she gets her crystal and he, she goes ashore. Yeah, that one. If she showed me her boobies, man. <laughs> I can <get> too. <laughs> That's not the first time I've done that. <laughs> Did you ever say that to somebody, just an authority figure? <laughs> she showed me her boobies. And I like those. All right. Last game. Uh, the Washington R-Words. The <laughs> well, you got No, 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 no. You got to take into account, it's the, given the time of year, it's the Washington R-Words. You're also part native, Bill. So Washington yeah. R-Words travel to the Dallas Cowboys, where the Cowboys are favored by seven points. Are you uh are you sticking with your your heritage or are you going or are you going with the Cowboys? Um, well, to stick with the theme of the holiday, the Cowboys typically defeat the Redskins. <laughs> so, uh, maybe Patriots. Seven point spread. I don't know. I 
I kind of, I really want to go all in on Colt McCoy. But you he can't. He's a Texas legend. <laughs> you he can't. could come in there and drop a 50 burger on. But I don't see it. You don't I see it. With, uh, with Alex Smith being out, uh, Chris Thompson's out for like the fifth straight week. They're, they're, I don't see it with the backup quarterback, even though Colt McCoy is a god in Texas. This year we've, this year we really have seen. Uh, Chris Thompson and his absence really affect this offense because that is a guy who will put He's up a big he weapon, puts up yeah. fantasy numbers, but he also is a change of pace guy for their for the team, you know, and for the offense in general. So, uh, but you're going with Dallas in that game? Yeah. Okay. Almost penciled, almost penciled in for Washington. All right, John, who are you going with, Dallas or, or the R words? Yeah, I, I I think Dallas just smothers him, and I don't even think it's because Dallas is that good. I just. Backup quarterback going on the road, short on a week. short week. It, you, it's such a hard thing for a road team to win on Thursday night, and they're doing it with that team's just got to feel fucking like they got punched in the gut. Oh yeah, and I, <clears throat> no, I think Dallas handles them by two touchdowns. I will say this though: if you are the the Washington R-words, what would give me hope is that you are going up against the Dallas Cowboys. And for the record, the Cowboys have a secret to success. It is we are in the Cowboys are a glorified uh, Jaguars, if you will, because Dak Prescott, game manager, he doesn't have to make any big throws. They feed Zeke heavy, and uh, the the there there's a formula there that if the Cowboys control time and possession, Dak doesn't throw the ball more than 25 times, and Zeke hits 100 yards rushing, they win games. Now, if that doesn't happen. They don't win those games. It's pretty cut or dry. So what's going to happen, Jim? Well, the problem here is that Washington, even with Alex Smith as your quarterback, was among the bottom five teams in the league in scoring offenses, and they still had a winning record. So that tells me their defense is pretty darn good. So I'm not saying that the R-words are going to win this game, but they're going to cover. I say Dallas wins this by a field goal, and I say that because I don't trust the Cowboys and their ability to uh, – Operate that offense at a at a highly successful rate. Um, they'll Did still you get see the, how the Redskins lost that game last week. R words. Uh, yeah, Alex Smith broke his leg in like fourteen different places, and and they they choked it yeah, away. Did, did you see how it ended though with their kick? Yep, yep. He so. came up about ten yards short. It looked so good on the television though, from the angle, it looked <laughs> like it hit off the crossbar, and then they replayed it and they showed a different one. And the red zone guy, Scott Hansen, had to apologize for getting so excited. He goes, "I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that camera angle faked me out. That kick, <laughs> went, that kick went from being short from six inches to about six yards. So yeah, it uh, made it like not even halfway into the end zone." Yeah, so it was, Fl- it was well short. Flan and I are taking the R words in this game to cover. Uh, but yeah, I think the the Cowboys will win this game. They'll take control of the division, and then we're gonna have to listen to the Cowboy hysteria. Even though this will be one of those Cowboy teams that makes the playoffs and then has a first round exit. So they're not good. No, this might be one of the worst Cowboy teams to ever make the Wait, playoffs. That division that is division who? Philly, Redskins, Dallas, and who? Why and the Giants. Oh my God, that is such a well. The Giants are two and eight. No, Dell said they're gonna win. They're gonna win eight straight, so they or seven straight. Out. Yeah, they're gonna win out. So and they're they've done it. They beat the Niners and then they had a bye week. So they, they no, they beat somebody else too. Um, after the Niners, they who, just beat somebody. Who they beat after the Niners? Who they just beat last week? Oh sh- sh- uh, Saquon went nuts for three touchdowns. Odell scored. They just beat somebody. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, Apologies. they did. They, they beat the, Saquon this week. They who beat the, the Eagles. No. I'll look it up, Jeff. You carry on to the next thing. I've got it right here. Well, that was the last game anyway, so might as well get to what we're the root of what we were looking at, you know. 
What team are we talking about? They just destroyed Tampa Bay. That's it. There you go. Oh. Well, okay, Tampa Bay. Come on. I will say this, though. Yeah, as much as I'm going to cap on Tampa Bay, they did light up the Saints in week one. But it was week one, and the Saints almost outdueled them there. And then Tampa the Fitzmagic they, ran out. They might be going back to Winston this week. Yep, they, they are, are. So they it's are. over. Uh, but even the Giants narrowly squeaked that out over Tampa. I do remember that game because uh, who was it? It oh, was that's right. It was like 38. Fitzmagic 30, yeah. got benched, and then Jameis came back and led them just short. That's the the Buccaneer secret to success is whoever starts the game, you just got to pull them in the third quarter. So galvanize the team for a comeback. All right. Well, Billy Lytle, thank you so much for taking or for partaking in this uh, on the eve of Thanksgiving. What is your fit? What is your go-to item on the Thanksgiving table? What are you going after? Um, I'd say I'm hitting that stuffing first. Hitting the stuffing hard. Okay. What is the one thing that is going to be on your table that you're going to look at and say, get that the hell away from me? Uh, I'm not a uh, pumpkin pie guy. What? What? Not that much of a pumpkin pie guy. What? Okay. Well, now we're going to, we're going to rethink our friendship. Um, and then uh, what, 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 what kind of pie are you inserting for a pumpkin pie? If you're not having pumpkin pie. Uh, pecan. Oh, okay. An acceptable, an acceptable alternative, but pumpkin pie should have been your answer. Okay. Well, I want you to enjoy the holiday with your family. Okay, John, you got something to say? I like the stuffing too. Okay. I was going to ask you later, but okay. And, uh, I'm that type of guy where I take everything on the table and I put it on my plate and then I eat it all and then I sit there and I go, yeah, I'm going to do that again. Oh, you're a mounder. I'm a mounder and then I double down and I look at everyone and they look at me and they go, damn, John put in some work. And then I go watch football on the couch, baby. All right, um, Bill, are you guys are you guys early eaters or late eaters? Um, I'd say like four o'clock. Okay, so right around the normal time. I think time. that's a late eat. It's a, it's a well, it's Thanksgiving dinner. Some people like to start it a little bit earlier. Some people do a little bit later. We're around that time, so we're right around that time period. Um, make sure you do what everybody else does and send hella Snapchats of your plate to everybody. Okay. Oh, for sure, because everyone has a different plate. Yeah, they they so need <laughs> they need to know what all that food looks like. Yeah, just and then oh, last question, Bill. I promise I'll let you go because I made the comment with John that he's a mounder. Are you are you weird? Like you need everything kind of you give it its own little spot on the plate, or are you just like nope, fuck that. We're throwing all the food on here and we're going. Uh, I like to start it. I'd say organized, but then. I don't care where it goes after that. Yeah, you just want it to look nice for the little, you know, the Snapchat pic, and then and then you mound into it. You're just like, all right, let's go. I'm a big fan of reaching over and putting my fork in someone's meal when they're doing that. Yes, yes, <laughs> the shit disturber. All right, well, Billy Lytle, thank you so much, and we will check back with you um, in a week from now. But I will be hunting you down this weekend because league fees are due. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, all right, Bill. Thanks. Later, Bill. I'll write you a check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, And special thanks to Billy Lytle for partaking again in Lytle's Locks. Uh, yeah, John, if you had uh, you were listening at the beginning of that phone call before we went live, he was complaining about his too much family being at his house, trying to scurry them out. Yeah. It's a luxury. I mean, I've, I've been there before, though. We were just like, all right, all right, bye. Sorry. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. Yeah, right. sometimes you just want to do your own thing, you know? If you're in Bill's position, which we can relate to, he's probably sitting there thinking to himself, I'm trying to play Red Dead 2, all right? So you guys are Linger. cutting into my Red Dead 2, yeah. Ling fucking linger. Bye. I love you, but bye. All right. I don't have any family. So. <laughs> Lies. 
I don't. Uh, no. My my family is my mother and I, Jeff, and and, and your wife. So you oh, can't that's forget true. about. I, you can't forget I about have her. a new family. Your wa- your your family that. has grown, and they should have said that at your wedding ceremony if it was done the right way. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Don't oh, get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> we are not one. We are broken. This is a broken home. All right. Uh, so next up on the list we have power rankings. Yes. Look at me! I have the power! 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 It is time for the power rankings uh, through, what are we, week 11? We're already at week 11. This is the start of week 12. Jeez, the football season flies by way too fast. Not right. fast enough, if you ask me. <laughs> Life of a Raiders fan. Um, all right. Hey, you guys got lots of draft picks. You'll bounce back next year. Next year's your year. Yeah, fuck off. And man. the year after that, because you have all those draft picks with a year of experience. And then you have more draft picks the year after that, too. So you guys no, are set. I've just accepted I root for a terrible organization. So let's hear your power rankings. Jesus. Coming in at 32. <laughs> I will not be doing 32. Number 14. No, <laughs> uh, no. the Colts. Uh, the Cowboys and the R, uh, the Colts, Cowboys, R words, and Seahawks all floating outside the top ten right now. Those are, I believe, your honorable mention for like realist teams that could make some noise. But we kind of just bagged on those teams in the last segment, so you could see why I'm a little hesitant to put them in the power rankings. We will start at number ten, dropping one spot at six and four after a loss to the Detroit Lions, the Carolina Panthers. I just don't trust this team, man. I don't know what to say. Cam Newton, very good when he wants to be. Uh, defense, meh, kind of shaky. I don't know who else they have on offense besides Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey. Funches, more, like, okay, they're there, but yeah, are they no, on Nobody under, consistent. Yeah, I was going to say, consistency, lacking. Yeah. All right. So for that reason, you're at number 10, uh, or the Carolina Panthers are at number 10. At number 9, falling one spot themselves after a loss to the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football, sitting at 5-4-1, and one, the Minnesota Vikings. I still think this is the, the second-best team in the division. Uh, because obviously there's no competition between um, the the lines, and then the, I still think they're better than the Packers, even though they tied with them once. They beat them a second time. Kind of just shows you I know, think so, we're Joe. better than I you. I agree with that. Uh, Minnesota's defense is very good. It's Kirk Cousins at this point, and uh, you know what sucks is three years. What was that like ninety million dollars, and it's all guaranteed, so you kind of you're stuck with him. You know, uh, you you're only going to go as far as Kirk Cousins goes. I mean, ultimately these are all great teams on this list, but it really came down to uh, quarterback play and then uh, defense. Uh, even though it doesn't really, you know, it, it it doesn't merit much in today's game with the way it's curtailed to offenses. But it's really just your quarterback, your coordinator, head coach, and your defense is really how I factored into making these decisions for this week. Because uh, at number eight, uh, moving up two spots, the Houston Texans at seven and three, fresh off a win against those R words. I can't believe they're seven and three. Seven wins in a row. Hottest team oh, in the NFL. Oh, shit, really? Uh, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Seven, seven in a row, in a row. seven that. and three. They're on top of the South. People are talking about the Colts, like the Colts are doing something, and they are. They're winning games. They're just not winning games against uh, relevant teams. Yeah. I would say yeah. the Texans are. Yeah. So uh, look, look for the Houston Texans to continue to make some noise. Eighth best team in the NFL they'll right go, now. They'll go as far as that defense can take them. Because Deshaun Watson's been very shaky. He was not like he was last they year. They don't have a running back, and it hurts that Will Fuller's not there anymore. Or he's hurt. So uh, QT. Kiki Kuti, the young wide receiver, stepped up. He's getting a lot of targets. Also have Demarius Thomas, who got one target and got fucking nothing. Yeah, not even a catch. 
Lost me my PPR league. Not even a catch. Most egregious. That is the most egregious offense right there. You cannot lose John or cost John How his PPR league. How can you not even get a point yeah. in a PPR league? You lost by one point? No. But L- I, less than one point? I started him and Michael Crabtree, who got me a, and who got me a combined 1.7 in PPR. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, Who's yeah, number seven? Not, not me. You're just saying the world to, to have Yeah, no, you're okay, a nice guy, say, Jeff, Thank you. That really hurt my feelings you, for a no, second. Fuck you, Demarius Thomas. I'll say it out there right now. All right. Uh, yeah, so next up, number seven, dropping one spot because they lost to a suspect Denver Broncos team at 7-3, and three, the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, I had the Chargers as my fifth best team in the league for a long time while they were winning for the, for the longest time. They had only lost to uh, the Rams and the Chiefs, and that was impressive, but this was not an impressive loss against the Denver Broncos. You for- dropped them all the way to seven? They they fell well. They dropped one spot to six last week, so they dropped another spot this wow. week. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they are number seven. Look, Philip Rivers, you were my starting fantasy quarterback, and you were playing just fine until we decided to throw two interceptions, and then the next thing you know, we're back in the old Chargers game where it's like we're we're running down the field, we're gonna kick a field goal. Oh wait, we're gonna let the other team charge down, and we're gonna, and they're gonna score and win the game. Divisional game. I know. It's were tough. they in Denver? They were in Denver. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna be okay. You know who the Chargers play this week? The Raiders. Even worse, the Cardinals. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. right, they do. Okay, yeah. Who's I need that? Melvin Gordon to scamper all over that team. That could be a game where if you don't have red zone and you are relying on cable in this area, <laughs> you could be forced to watch a Chargers-Cardinals game in which you are treated because you get to watch the Chargers, but you are forced to watch the Cardinals. So They are really bad because they it's gave that game. I can't. Raiders. You know, actually, I can't wait for the Raiders to move to Vegas. And I know this is mean. Before so you, you hear me out, hear me out, hear me out so I can watch other teams. Because um, maybe they'll keep Oakland in the market because of how close they are. It's not like they're moving, moving away. But I think the only thing that could happen there is we're either going to see more Rams games or we're going to see more Chargers games. Because being in the Bay Area, we always get the Raider and the Niner games. So that monopolizes their afternoon slot. So in the morning, you hope that you get two games. But if you got red zone, you don't have to worry about Good that. Good for you, man. I, you are more than welcome to come over on Sunday morning and watch football. You just you don't respond to my text message unless it's a Wednesday. So that is false. <laughs> that is bullshit. But you're more than welcome to come over on Sunday and we'll watch Red Zone. It'll be a great time. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Um, Will you make me breakfast? N- we could always go get it. I live w- McDonald's is right down the street. So you wouldn't make me breakfast. You play your cards right. So All right. When I have <laughs> people over for football week one, normally. Which I never invite you. I was gonna say I have a sm- I have a, I live in an apartment. Okay, I can't be inviting all. I have a lot of friends. I'm Jeff. slender, so I'm six three, so I take up a lot of space anyway, upward, but I'm not very wide. Anyway, we had bagels and locks, and um, wow, that sounds really if it like, you know, that sounds then, above me. And Sonia makes chicken wings. I just make sure my guests are happy. Hey, ahead, you Jeff. want no? You want me to come by for a football game? I make no. I very, didn't. I didn't say. Okay, that. that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't want me to come by for a football game, but if I ever got the invite, I make mean chicken wings, and there are three to four ingredients. I bet they're not better. Than not including ones. not including the rub that I put on them, which is multiple ingredients, but it's rub, hot sauce, butter, and and then you grill them. And I have a very special technique. I'm very good at it. I've honed this practice for at least two and a half years now. All I'm saying is my wings are very good. Okay, cool. I'm just, I'm just throwing I'm it out d- there. Okay, I won't doubt that. Don't doubt my chicken wing ability. If they're as good as your podcast, Jeff, they're going to be really tasty. Wow. I, I, I gave a compliment. Backhanded, for sure. I said if they're as good as your podcast, they're going to be tasty. Maybe that was my own self-conscious. Yeah, you, you, your okay. mind went to negative so yeah, fast. Just, John's uh, going to just bash me in my <laughs> passion right now. No, I'm my not. My passion is you, podcasting out of a garage. Jeff, who's always been really supportive of you. You have. Thank you. you. Have. That's why you're family. 
right. cousin John. Yep. All right. And you'd like to put me down. All right. Number six. Moving on because we got a little little far away from there. So Chargers at seven. Number six. Moving up one spot after their impressive win on Sunday night against the Minnesota Vikings, sitting at seven and three. The Chicago Bears. All right. Can we acknowledge that Mitch Trubisky is pretty darn good? I mean, he's not going to be playing on Thursday. No, he's, he's doubtful. He's doubtful for Thursday. He's pretty darn good when he's got the right system, and I think that's what Nagy's got for him. Then you take into account that this is a very good defense that has Khalil Mack, and they rested Khalil Mack for like three weeks yeah. against relevant competition, still managed to stay afloat, yeah. and now they have a healthy, well-rested, well-versed now Khalil Mack because I guarantee at the start they were saying, go get the quarterback, and now they're able to work in some schemes yeah, with him. Seriously. Um, the Bears, very, very scary. Uh, I will say this. Mitch Trubisky, if he keeps gunslinging, the Bears are going to make some think, noise. And but think about it. He still does. He doesn't have like an elite uh, target to throw to. No, I mean Taylor Gabriel's all. nice. I'm saying throw to Taylor Gabriel because he's on my fantasy team. Allen Robinson, decent. Gabriel, decent. Trey Burton, um, or tight end, decent. Who's that young kid? Miller, Anthony Miller. Yep. yep. You know, but he doesn't have. If like, think about if he had a stud to throw to. Kevin White was supposed to be that stud, but he's been hurt what for a long time. What the fuck happened to that? He's played. I, I I was remember I was watching a Bears game earlier this year, or I was watching a, a piece of I it think on he's Red been Zone. Healthy scratches. Kevin White has played in twenty, or he's played thirty snaps since being really drafted weird, yeah. f- two or three years and ago. And the talk was him or Amari Cooper coming mm-hmm. out of the draft. And where did he go to college? Uh, was who? it West Virginia? I think it Kevin was West White? Virginia. Okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds very right. Red flag. Yeah. All right, uh, number five, moving no spots. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was so juiced watching this game at home. I this was a game where I jumped up off of the couch because I didn't see they didn't show it at red zone at all for the first like two and a half quarters, and then. Uh, well, let's just say it. At number five, the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven, two and one after that win against Jacksonville. No, not an they were down big in the not beginning. Not an inkling of this game. They were down sixteen nothing. Not an inkling of this game. They showed maybe one touchdown and the rest were all field goals. And then all of a sudden, Scott pops up on the TV and he's just like, "We're gonna take you to Jacksonville." Big Ben connects with Antonio Brown for a huge touchdown. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, uh, the tides change. They start showing that game a bunch. Two touchdowns in the final two minutes and twenty eight seconds of that game, including. Big Ben diving across the uh, goal line, making it by just the tip, just the tip. That's all you need, baby. That's all you need is just the tip, and it counts. Um, so good yeah. for you, Jeff. Yeah. Steelers are good. Steelers are seven, two, and one. Um, unfortunately, this is where Flan likes to has started taking his shots at me, and it just hurts. It just they're just prodding into my side. At number four, at seven and three, fresh off a of bye week, the Pittsburgh Steelers killers, the New England Patriots. So obviously they had a bye. Uh, I just refuse to discredit any Tom Brady team as long as Tom Brady's the quarterback yeah. at this point. And then you got Bill Belichick scheming up on the defense. Like I was saying, uh, again, much like Alabama, much like the Patriots, you are not just going to go out there and physically dominate this team unless Belichick decides that he wants to give you a Unless give you're the Tennessee Titans. Or, or the Detroit Lions, and he wants to gift-wrap yeah, you a win because so you are a weird. former coach, and he wants to make you oh, look good, sure. right? He yeah, wants to make you look sure. good. So he's like, look, look at all the coaches I put out there um, under my tree, the Belichick tree. So, because um, that's what coaches will get judged by, right? Is ultimately your legacy is what what did you do while you were the head coach, and then how many coaches came out of your your coaching tree to uh to go on to you know be be coaches. Um, so yeah, the New England Patriots at number four. It just it sucks because this is the same old song and dance. I'm falling for the trap again. I think that they're I think that they're at a moment where they're kind of susceptible to maybe being overthrown, and they still went on and beat the Chiefs at home. Um, I don't know if they could beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, but that'd be a game where I'd be very hard-pressed to bet against the Patriots, uh, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Because it's always funny how they kind of get those whistles. We all know who your 3-2-1 is in the order. So Number three, 
the Kansas City Chiefs not moving at nine and two after a loss to the Rams. That was a shootout. That was what? a hell of a hell of a Monday night game. You may not see a better game all year. Nope. And number two, the Rams at ten and one after that Monday night game win against Kansas City. Let's just take a second to talk about the Monday night game. That was a duel and a half. That was so awesome. Well, what are you doing? What is it about this new age offense where it's like I'm an offensive minded guy. I've got all these weapons and I scheme my quarterback to make these great plays, but I completely forget about the running the football. The, the Chiefs should have never yeah, had a chance yeah. to go down and throw that last interception. Yeah. Why didn't you feed Todd Gurley the ball? Shouts out to Tim Brown for sending me that, that question. He says, why the, why aren't they running the ball right now? You have you have the one of the best running backs in the league. He said the best, and I said, well, hold your horses. He is the best. Maybe active because Le'Veon's not playing stop right now. Stop it. He is the I'll best. I'll stop caping for Le'Veon because he's out of Pittsburgh. Okay, now. Right. Can you just say Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley is the best active running back in the league right now. Thank you. Active. Um, but <laughs> that makes him the best running back yeah. in the league. Yeah, I know, because he got to play. He's the um, runner-up MVP last year, Jeff. Yeah, he so was the best running back in the league last year. He's the best running back in the league this year, and it's not even close. Okay, well, there's no reason why he shouldn't have gotten the ball. And it's like you look I at agree. like what the Falcons did against the Patriots in the Super Bowl where they refused to run. And then you also look back to when the Seahawks had the, had Marshawn Lynch, and they didn't run against the Patriots. It's like I'm surprised that this wasn't the Patriots run out there. And the we were damn still ball. Right? By ground. When you're in control. Yeah. Run out the clock. Clock management. Fuck. I'd expect Andy Reid to do something it's, it silly like that. It has to become an ego thing where you're just like, we're so good. We McVay, oh, I was listening to something earlier today, whereas McVay and Reid probably bought into that hype of just like, this is going to be a shootout, and they both hit, and the they drawing just, board. Yeah. They hit the drawing board, and their egos got to them. They're like, oh, well, I'm the offensive mastermind here. I'm going to let all the weapons fly. And then you get into this Big 12-type game where it's just like, you guys forgot you got to run the ball. you got to control the clock. That game had everything except for a kick or a punt return. He had a fumble recovery touchdown, a pick six, mm -hmm. and a deep touchdown. Very good call. Very good call. God. All we needed was a kickoff or a punt return. What a game. Maybe an opening kickoff return would have just set what the tempo. What a game. But can any of these teams beat? Who's your number one? Number one, not moving anything, not moving any spots at 9-1 after their win. They're, they're demolishing. They're manhandling of the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, the New Orleans Saints. Number one, led by one. Lord and Savior, Drew, Drew Breezes Christ. Breezes. <laughs> I like that. That was really uh, good, actually. <laughs> we did not practice that at all, I promise. Um, so, yeah, the New Orleans Saints, aside from the week one anomaly that was losing to Fitzmagic, when they only lost by a field goal. And almost losing to Cleveland. Anomaly first two weeks of the season, but they still got the dub. And we thought Cleveland was going to be something, but then we saw True Colors start. You know what? I think they kind of are something. No, they're not. Uh, I think they are. They're looking for Carly's arrest as their coach. They're not nothing. They just want to get they're rid of Greg Williams so bad. They're trying their best, okay? Yeah. They're trying their best, but their best isn't, isn't good enough. So They did I was, lose the right. I was going to say, their best is nothing like the New Orleans uh, not Saints. Yeah, and the Saints yeah. jacks. And it's, oh, God, the Saints beat the Rams, too, by the way. So I know. The Saints are fucking... Just want to point that out there. All roads are going through New Orleans right now in the NFC, and that is not a good sign for the rest of the, the NFC. The thing that kind of scares me about the Saints is they don't... Drew Brees, I guess, can throw to whoever, but who's that true number two option to throw to besides Thomas? It's crazy. It's a different guy every well, week. Well, Thomas is number one. You've got Kamara kind of playing that bell role where he'll take a bunch of throws, too. You don't have another too. wide receiver, though. It's weird. Um, I'm trying to think. Willie Sneed left. Yeah, let's let is Sneed's gone. Uh, Ginn's out with a knee. Meredith is out with a knee. There's this guy, Smith. Um, I don't know his first name. I think it starts with I don't. I, I want to call him Tory Smith, but I don't. It might be a different tourist. I don't know. It's something Smith, but... Can't forget about Des Bryant on the IR. Oh, fuck. 
But it's just, it's weird. That's messed up. I should have said that. They got Traquan Smith. Traquan. So, Traquan. So that, Austin I, Carr. Guess, I guess it just kind of shows how amazing Drew Brees is. Thank you. He's like. Been saying it all this year? Oh, nope. <laughs> it's not like you're a <laughs> fucking guru for saying, oh, Drew Brees is so Hot good. Hot takes. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. But uh, yeah, it kind of just. Yeah, it's a really fun team. Michael Thomas, Cameron Meredith, Tommy Lee Lewis, Traquan Smith, Benjamin Watson, uh, Josh Hill. They have. Uh, they also have that backup quarterback that they use, Hill, every once in a while out in weird little... You know what? I'm going to say this right Taysom now. Taysom Hill. Fuck the Patriots. I want to see Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Rams. Rams. And but let that be your final four. I'm a, that be fun? I'm a little no, it wouldn't be fun because Pittsburgh's not in it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I, and Shuffling the deck. No, you obviously you obviously cannot forget about the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers because James Conner is a top tier back in that offense. I will say he doesn't have the hands that Le'Veon does. And yeah, he, no, he doesn't. But he's doing a damn good job. And you mm, trying to think of a better one to punch a wide out. You mm, yeah, he may not have it. I mean, Antonio Brown. You could, you can't say he's not the best wide receiver in the no, league. No, he is by far, and hands it's down. It's not by far. Yeah, you he is. No, no, Jeff. You, you can't forget about better, DeAndre Hopkins. Better feet, better route running, you can't better forget hands. About, you can't forget about Julio Jones. Um, Julio's a physical freak. Do not say Odell Beckham Jr. Do not say Odell. I wasn't going to, okay, but you can't. You can't say that Odell is not up there either. He, but he's he's like a one A. He's not. He's not. He's not. Cream of the crop, but he's not mid shelf. He's Odell's like cream of the crop. No. I what if he had a real quarterback throwing him the ball? Then maybe, but I'm saying he doesn't because he's a victim of not having. Look at Eli how in, so when Antonio Brown doesn't have Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball. Okay, well uh, he's Eli, a trash can. Eli Manning is better than Landry Jones. Okay, can we agree on that? Yeah. Eli Manning is better than Landry Jones, who has been the one who's been throwing the yeah, ball. Yeah, but I mean, Eli's old. Josh Dobbs has got a cannon, though, and Josh Dobbs has been backing up. Anywho, so. yeah, um, you're right. You could throw Pittsburgh in there. I won't disrespect your Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you. Uh, right. I just get kind of tired of you whining when they lose a game. Oh, my God. I remember the beginning of the season. Oh, my God. We tied, and then we lost. And it was like, shut the it was, it was, up. It was. It was a very concerning time at the oh, end of the year. Oh, it must have been really concerning Look, times. man, all I'm saying is that you're, you've gotten used to your team being garbage. I'm not ready for my team to start being garbage. They're never garbage. <laughs> ever. If they don't win. Ever. <laughs> you might as well spit in my face when I walk through the door. Hey, John. <laughs> Fuck the right <laughs> I'm sorry, I've evoked these emotions from you. Okay, guys. Okay, so that'll do it for the uh, power rankings. I've upset John. Let's cool him down with the pop culture <laughs> segment. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to cover it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. And we have to cover it. Okay, first up on the pop culture update. Uh, John, did you see that Pusha T was, was, was doing a show? I forget where he was doing a show. But uh, it looks like Drake, some of Drake's henchmen, if you want to call them that, uh, ran up on him at his concert and threw water on him. And uh, they were the, the, the water assailants were promptly beaten up and disposed of by... Uh, by Pusha T security. I don't even really know who Pusha T is. Oh, so. wow. He's a member of Clips, the band that gave you grinding. I don't know who Clips uh, are. Hold on. That beat, just that is classic, like, 
Yeah. <laughs> grinding. Ooh, grinding. It's Pusha T. I mean, it's... um. I, I found about found oh, out about Pharrell. Pusha T when he when he like made a diss track about Drake. Wow. And uh, you can't touch Drizzy Drake, Pusha T. So who cares? Oh, water got thrown up. Drake's a fake hard guy. Drake is a very fake hard guy. But I'm just but saying there was a brawl that broke out. Um, so it Toronto are in. It took place in Danforth Music Hall. Well, that's why it took place in Toronto, where that's that's Drake's stomping ground. So they got it. All they got to put on for yeah, Drake, eh? Yeah, you know, right. we got to defend him. We got to defend the Messiah. Uh, I didn't hear about any of that. That sounds yeah. like a lot of hot drama. Toronto though. police assault on Danforth Avenue, Broadview Avenue. Numerous people injured from a fight inside a concert hall in the area. Performers attacked by a group of people. EMS police on scene. Closures. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it was just they threw water on him. As coincidentally, at at enough. At a point in his song where he says, I can walk on water. And boom, you just see water bottles of water getting thrown at him. And I was like, oh, that's so apropos. There you go. All right. Um, so we've already talked about the Aaron Rodgers thing. That was kind of weird. Um, next up in the pop culture segment. I'm, I'm going to filibuster here. So we're both talking about Red Dead Redemption off of uh, off of the air, or, you know, off the recording. Yeah. Um, you told me that I just, I, I told you that I just started. Yeah. Um, so I want to know how far are you and how far do I have to go to make it uh, to, to get up to where you're at? So I am, I just got contracted to go and find, uh, four quick draw guys for the photographer. Cool. So he can, he can tell them and people who have played red dead two will know exactly what I'm talking about. People who haven't go buy the game. Um, so, and then I also just got, I just became a bounty hunter for that one sheriff in that one small town that I'm blanking on right now. Cool. But Valentine. Yes, Valentine. Yeah. So how where what without spoiling it for me or anybody else who might be at where I'm at, how much farther do I have to go to pick, to catch up to there you? There are six chapters in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm on chapter six. Oh, okay. So I'm still in chapter. I'm in chapter two. I'm like probably a third of the way through chapter six. If I had to guess, Ugh. you got a long way to go. Okay. And yeah, you got a long way to go, man. One of the things shit will start popping off about chapter three for you. There's there's a few things in the game where you're like, holy fucking shit, and you're just like, man, and you're just grinning while you're playing. It's really weird because I'm dying so fast at the beginning of these games. Like I feel like I only get shot twice and I'm Ooh, done. Whereas well, like in the past, it's like you could get shot a couple times. The video game is very realistic in that sense. You must like, be doing something wrong. Probably, Jeff, yeah. yeah. I guess you can't just walk around just pointing a revolver at people in the wild wild west. Little tips: know? always have your dead eye loaded up. Uh-huh. Your dead eye will save your you ass. Slow a down lot. where they mark the X's where you just yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean you're you're weaker when you start, right? Your stamina's yep. not uh, up. No, it's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> eating all those rice cakes or whatever they are, the canned peaches and stuff like that. It's just yeah, trying to make it through. The bad stuff. They made it so realistic, though, like hyper realistic, where I'm just like, you know what? Part of this is a video game. I don't think I should have to feed my character. I think At I should times just it's to a go. little too much. Yeah. yeah. Like, you got to, like, maintain your horse and build oh a relationship yeah, right? with your horse. Like, let me, I actually got shot in Valentine because I hopped on a horse that looked like that mine, but it wasn't, wasn't yours. Horse. Yeah. And then the authorities were located, and then I got shot and just blasted. I was like, well, sick game. All right. There's, go. A, there's a place called San Denise, and it's the biggest city I've seen in that game yet. And it's literally so big, you have to, like, walk your horse through the town because if you bump into somebody, you're going to just catch, and you're going to catch so much trouble. And you can't get the fuck out of that big ass Sounds city. Awful. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, you. So uh, to answer your question, you probably have a, like twelve plus hours <laughs> of gameplay behind. Well, it's me. a good thing we got a holiday weekend, so <laughs> I got. Yeah, I, I'm one of those guys where like I don't 
get into a lot of story modes, but I was so excited for this game. And oh, I'm, I'm all story mode, and, and I'm all about like doing all the side quests and side missions before I even really move down the story. See, great minds think alike because that's what I did with Assassin's Creed Origins. Was I got you to a point? I got it. to a point where I was like, you know what? I am going on a I'm going on a 12 hour tangent of gameplay where I'm just going to do all the side missions, uh, get a bunch of materials and stuff, and then power up my guy so that way I can get through these missions a little bit easier, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm about to do that. Although the thing with Red Dead 2 is it seems like it's a little bit more linear to where I it's not as open world necessarily at the start of like where say, Grand the start, Theft, where it Grand Theft Auto is, but then it opens up. It will, yeah, it'll become that. Okay, so well, it's you're gonna you're gonna be able to do whatever the fuck you want, and. Uh, yeah, I just I can't wait till you get deeper. Like once you hit chapters three and four, it's just I will be texting you. Just you'll get random you'll get random snaps or random messages where I'm just like whoa, and you you'll just know you'll just be like oh so and so got shot, and I'll just be like yeah, it's fucking yeah, over. Be, so you do the side quest and all that, but there's gonna become a time where you just you start powering through the story just because yeah. you can't help but to not you're just kind of hooked. You're yeah, like, I gotta oh do big this. time, yeah. big time. Great game though, probably. Uh, the online beta is gonna come out in like a week or two, probably mm. two weeks. Okay. And if the online hits, I'm just I'm calling it right now. This is, I'm not gonna say the greatest game ever, but it's one of the g- best. Well, games I I've think I think it's like it's part one of that might be recency bias, but part of that is is also the Wild Wild West. So it's just like there's yeah, no you and know it's like it's just huge. I can run through I can run through a ghost town, fire off on somebody, and just keep riding off on my horse, and then somebody's gonna come chasing after me. Yeehaw, let's go! Like that's you know I feel like that's what people what's, are gonna be mo. What sets this game apart? It's like there's a lot of games or story modes where like there's a house there, but you can't do anything with it. Or there's like a character and you can't even talk to him. Red Dead, it's like you can do everything. You can talk Every to irrelevant NPC, people. Yeah. yeah, they have something to say. Houses, it's so just NPC, non-playable character. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just it's so in, it's so good. See, because yeah, I, after not playing Origins for a year, I went back to I was like, I need to beat this because Odyssey's coming out soon. But also Red Dead 2 came out, so I was like, well, I remember playing Red Dead. The first Red Dead I ever did was right after I got my, or I played it the first time, was after I got my teeth pulled. I was so high on Percocet playing <laughs> Red Dead, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm playing Red Dead 2, and I'm just like, well, this is a prequel, so, you know, like, I, I kind of get the idea, you know, some people are going to die. I know yeah. certain guys, oh, John Marston, you're going to be alive at the end of this game. Yeah. Uh, so it was Butch. But, um, you know, I, I, I look forward to playing this game, but I'm not going to lie. The the cherry on the end, or I mean, the carrot on the end of the stick for me is getting to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I have sold That's my soul game. to that franchise. That's I'm game, I'm going to see my cousin tomorrow. Shout out to my cousin, Matt. He was the one who got me hooked on Assassin's Creed. I remember walking in on Easter Sunday when the first one came out into his room and watching him play it on his PS3. And, you were like, I and I was just like, oh I looked at him, I was like, what is this? Yeah. I saw him free, free yeah. climbing, jumping down, hitting yeah. blade in people. I was like, oh my God. And just ever since then, I've been a fan of that franchise. When is, when is it? Is it out? It's or? out. It's oh, been okay. out. It's uh, And the past two have been like, you know, I geek out on ancient Egyptian and ancient Greek mythology. Yeah. I keep it real low key because I do geek out on that stuff. Yeah. And the past two Assassin's Creed games have been focused in those time periods. So I've just been walking around. That's why I get so engrossed in the side mission. I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. Well, enough about video games. Last up on the uh, pop culture update, there's a Demi Lovato ups- uh, update. And it's uh, in her post-rehab recovery. So Demi Lovato's put on quite a little bit of weight here. Uh, but Demi Lovato's still very attractive. So, again, if she wants to stop by the podcast, we would not say no to having Demi Lovato on. No, but we would not. Yeah, so very focused on her health as she continues to work on her sobriety. It has been four months since she was hospitalized after the overdose. And we are on Demi Watch. So she's doing good. Um, she was spotted out with a designer. They're not... Oh, oh, 
but they're not dating. So, okay. I mean, he looks much older than her, but her prerogative. Um, so, yeah. So they said, Demi wants to be around people who are like-minded, and Henry is a good ener- is good energy for her. They spend a huge amount of time together, but Demi is not focused on dating. Demi is very focused on her health. You go, girl. So, just want to see a hemi- uh, healthy Demi Lovato. Me too. Very attractive. I think she always looks healthy. Oh, God. She's, she's very hot. Demi Lovato. Very hot. Hot takes. All right. Uh, so, that will do it for this show. Uh, John, before you go, I asked it to Bill. I'm going to ask it to you. Uh, because I've already forgot. What is the one plate that you will be going after at Thanksgiving? Or the one the one dish that you'll be like, that's all me. That's got my name I on. like stuffing a lot. Stuffing on it? Okay. And then I what's really the do. one food that you're saying no? I know you said that you pile, pile, you go for everything. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I'm not a picky eater at all. Are there hella hors d'oeuvres at your, at your gathering? I don't. Yes. I we, we go to the Grams. This family friend, friends of us forever, they... They're always fantastic. Yes, yeah. they'll have a nice cheese plate. I'm sure. I was gonna say, yeah. My aunt does this like cheesy artichoke artichoke dip oh, that's got yes. a little bit of kick to it. You gotta be careful, man. You fill up on that, and then there's just no room left for turkey. Um, I'm quite the eater too, as I've stated here before. I would be ready for the Cohor Sports Report uh, eating competition. Challenge. You'd yeah. be ready for that. We still have yet to do the burrito challenge. We got to do that. We've been slacking for a very very long time. But um, yeah, I'm. I, I, there's nothing I don't, I'm all for it. And he said, actually, if there's anything, a pecan pie, nah. You pumpkin pie? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I was going to say. I'd rather do an apple pie over them all. Wow, okay. But I am not opposed to any food going in my belly. One of the best parts about the post-Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, as we transition into Christmas time, it is totally acceptable to wake up any point during that time period and have pumpkin pie for breakfast. It's true. And I, and it is the one time of year where I could just wake up and just be like, you know what? I don't have to worry about who's going to judge me. I'm not even going to judge myself. Slice a pumpkin pie for breakfast and let's get on out the door. Yeah, you're 167 pounds. Wow, that's more than I thought. Actually, actually, uh, 180 soaking wet, so respect it. When I get out the shower and like I weigh myself, you know, you're never touching 180. I am 180. Is uh, we could weigh me what, right just now? Just because you lowered your voice when you no, said no, no, that no, doesn't no. make you. An I am. I am 180. Over. Yes. No. I'm 180 pounds. I swear. Um. Yeah. If I were to step on a scale right now, I would register. Pro- I. I'd, I'd be just over. You have a scale. Uh. Inside. So. Garen, show me a Snapchat of it. We can. We inside. can verify this. My BMI might be a I little bet high because I need to do some setups. I bet you're so. 172. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Hot takes. All right, well, uh, that'll do it for us. Oh, I guess I should say my favorite. Um, no, hold on, hold on, watch this. Oh, so I really enjoy the stuffing, but Jeff, we haven't asked you. What do you really? What do you get down on when it comes to Thanksgiving? What Pumpkin pie for sure. I'm I'm all I'm all in on I'm, waiting till I'm dessert. Talking, I want to hear main dish, like main course, not the dessert. Okay. Turkey stuffing, yeah, that's, that stuff's good. My mom does this thing where she'll do Brussels sprouts with diced bacon Ooh. and diced, diced garlic. Ooh, and it's I really, love Brussels sprouts. It's really good, yeah. I really like that. What um, are you staying away from? Oh, God, uh, probably the green bean casserole. It's not a casserole guy. Not, I, a, green, not a green bean casserole I fucking, guy. Do you like green <laughs> beans? Yeah, just not that. I, okay. I just can't get down with the casserole, man. It's right. a little weird. Okay. And then uh, I saw my mom was making. She's already started her pre, you know, like prep where she's just uh, everything's made. She just leaves it in the fridge. So that way, when she wakes up in the morning, she can throw it in the oven. <laughs> salty Smart. vet, salty vet move. Yeah. Speaking of salt, she was making some scallop <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> and those things are gonna be cheesy <laughs> and salty. And I'm looking forward to those. Nice. So homemade scallop potatoes, not that box stuff. None of that box shit. Where it's just super unhealthy for you. Although right. that stuff's good too. Yeah. So, but we yes, like I will be, I'm going to try and, uh, 
I'll, I'll be the morning game. No family will be there, so I'll be I'll be watching the morning game, just nice. hanging out, nice. just making sure I don't eat anything, just drinking lots of water, treat it like I'm about to go on stage yeah, for yeah. The, <laughs> the, the hot dog eating contest. There we go. Family shows up uh, around the second, uh, you know, right before the start of the second game. So of course you got to go in on the hors d'oeuvres. I got to be careful for that cheesy artichoke dip, though. Yeah. Monitor Maybe just that. a couple nibbles off it. And then it's a tough, dips. It's so couple tough. Dips. You get that first bite, and you're just like, ooh, holiday mode. Gotcha. Boom, and you yeah. just go to town. Yeah, yeah it's over. And then, uh, and then we have dinner. But I'm like I said, I monitor myself through dinner because I'm a dessert guy. I go in. like, There's been a time in the past when I was a little bit of a bottomless pit in my teenage years. There was a pie that was brought to a holiday that was specifically for me because I was known as the pie fiend. And he did eat it all. I did eat it all. Yes. Nice. So that's over the impressive. course over the course of two days, but I didn't have it all no, at once there because I wasn't. So the, I, but, my yeah. my insecure eating was not to be the amusement and, and you know for my for my family. Cousin John, as your older cousin, is gonna <sighs> hit you with some words of wisdom here, Jeff. Who cares what anyone thinks of you? Okay. Right. So I'm gonna you, take I'm gonna take that walk with my cousins by myself. So you do I'm whatever do the that. fuck you want to do. If you want to eat a whole pie, eat the whole pie, and then say what, motherfucker? What are you gonna do? I did I did have some big grand plan because my grandma is Bible thumping religious. Where I was gonna stand up for the prayer at Thanksgiving. I was gonna have a pre typed out speech. I was gonna roll it up and tie it with some ribbon and have my sister pass it to me at the dinner <laughs> table. Make a huge spectacle of it. Unravel it like a scroll. And then basically give a mini history lesson of thankful we could be gathered here today uh, and for all those who died in the name of God, uh, a.k.a. Manifest Destiny. Just kind of point at my grandma because I'm making a God reference. And then I was going to scroll it up and, and give Do it like... Do you think she would look at that as a mockery or She like would it? be very upset with me, but I'm also <laughs> flexing my intelligence and my, my wit. Don't do that, man. Don't upset No, not grandma. at all. And then my dad kind of ruined it. He's like, how about just saying you're grateful that you still have a house because of everybody's that's burned down? I'm like, all right, dad, very valid point. I have to. I don't have to do that, but I want to do that because I am thankful that I still have a place to gather with my family. So you should take it upon yourself to say a nice, charming grace tomorrow, Jeff. I won't say it, but in my head, I'll be thinking to myself, "Damn, I had something super funny planned," and unfortunately, Grandma's a little too staunch for that. So, so yeah. we'll, we'll respect Grandma. We will. We will. The matriarch of the family. All right. On that note, that will do it for this episode. We will be back on Sunday. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. No promises there. I'll, I think I'm working late that night. Okay, we'll see. Maybe. Just you remember to call your moms, call your grandmas, Just call, guys. In, call in sick on Sunday. Just like, I can't, I don't <coughs> can't call, make it. I don't call in sick, so. Okay, well, you still got to stop by for the red zone, too. So maybe on your way to work, you can stop no, by. No, I probably will Okay, that's rude. Probably hit the gym in the morning. Well, the invitation's still there. Can't say I never invited you. Some other time. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's going yeah, to real convincing. Okay, thanks to Cousin John for stopping by and doing this. We will see uh, next Wednesday how your picks have shaped up. I am pulling for you. I want you to at least finish 500. I want everybody to finish 500 so that way we no, can no, all look no, back no, on no, this no, and no, just no, be no. like, you should have listened no, to us. No, I need to get some winning records under my belt. Yeah, exactly, but that's what I'm saying. You 500 is not going to cut it anymore, I want, you to, I want you to finish 500 on oh, a year. Oh, I get what you're so saying. that's what I'm saying. Yes, I'm, saying. I'm pulling for you. I need to beat Bill, but then as far as you and Flan, because <laughs> you're in the, because you're in the, the, the yeah. back seat, yeah, you know, yeah. I just we're want going, you guys... We're going for that number one draft pick. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Tank for Bosa. Tank yeah. for yeah, Oliver. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, so that'll do it. Uh, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Adios, amigos.
Yeah, I'm a floss, I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV. I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and BZ. I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a go no keeper. Freestyling, got a wet, that's a LA leaker. Guess who's coming out your eardrum and your speaker? I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag on passenger side, sting Ray two seater. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heater. really do you bad when you lit they really do you bad when you wit i came in here sad represent i took a different nav i'm a pit i'm about to make it out of the pit why they bad i'm a hit from the line here and switch from my crown to the shit dick now they a miss when i'm gone nigga bitch don't call that's a tip i'm about to walk around with my shit i never heard it down to the dips I'm always out of town for the glitz, 100 miles for the trip, but my style, that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing whips, stoop kids, and we vibe to be next. I ain't have to rock a dad while the flex, see the glam, you see flex, I got diamonds and flesh, nigga. Friends turn to sketch, niggas real fast. Life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan. Shorty said to come through, but she still playing. I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying. They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit.